0: Hello and welcome to My Chaotic Mind. I'm Kaz and in this podcast I'll be sharing my thoughts, opinions and experiences juggling adult life with eating disorder recovery. And maybe there'll even be a laugh or two along the way because let's face it, being an adult is difficult enough without throwing an eating disorder into the mix. So if you're ready, it's time to come with me Through the looking glass. I hope that you are feeling well today and that you are doing okay. In this episode, I want to address one of the biggest questions which certainly I faced, and that is how will I know when I'm ready for recovery? This is such a seemingly simple question with such a complicated answer. I don't actually believe there is strictly a correct answer to this question. I think it really is different for everybody. I can only speak for myself but looking back I cannot pinpoint any particular light bulb moment or event that flipped the switch in my head that said I'm really ready to beat this illness. In fact I have had many moments like this. There have been days when I have had particularly bad binge purge sessions. I have been lying on the floor in tears just wishing somebody would admit me to hospital and just make me better because I cannot cope with this and I cannot carry on like this. There was one evening when I phoned my parents in tears and very dramatically begged them to, in air quotes, save my life. Yeah, yeah, I said that. The issue I had is that moments like this were very highly emotionally charged and that's what was driving them. It wasn't so much a desire to actually get better it was more just wanting to not have an eating disorder anymore. And you may be thinking, Kaz, what's the difference? The difference is wanting to recover means being prepared to put in the hard work, to sit with the difficult feelings, to do all of the stuff that comes with recovery. Just not wanting to have an eating disorder anymore. It's kind of like Wanting to win the lottery. I can fantasize about how I would spend my millions, but unless I actually commit to buying a ticket, there's no way I am going to have that fleeting moment of joy when you get that email that says, We have news about your lottery ticket, and then the crushing disappointment when you open that email and realize you've won £2.75. It's easy to imagine what life would be like without having an eating disorder but the only way to achieve that is to actively engage in recovery. You may be listening to this and thinking I would give anything not to have an eating disorder anymore. I would love to be able to do all the things I can't do because this illness is stopping me and holding me back. Having these thoughts is a fantastic start but it's not the same as actually wanting to recover. Up until March 2020 these are the kinds of thoughts I was having. I didn't want to be ill anymore but I was so terrified of giving up my behaviours and of gaining weight that I just wasn't ready to fully engage with the recovery process. This way of thinking didn't suddenly change for me. It was a very gradual, painfully slow process. And I found myself thinking more and more, I don't want to live like this. I can't keep doing this. And the more those thoughts came in, the more frustrated and fed up I became with living the way that I was being forced to live in order to satisfy the demands of my anorexia. The discussion around me actually having an admission went on for several months. My outpatient team and my parents and my GP... And pretty much everyone in my life really wanted me to go into hospital. I kept coming up with reasons why I couldn't go in. And these arguments were very logical and very well thought through. But at the end of the day, they were all a delaying tactic and they were all excuses. And I could have kept on coming up with these reasons. It did get to a point where I was basically told either you go into hospital now or we're going to stop discussing the possibility of an admission because this is just going on and on and on. And I made the decision, okay, I'm going to go in because it was less scary than the thought of carrying on in the life I was leading and the behaviours that I was entrenched in. Looking back now, the problem is that I was waiting to feel like I wanted to gain weight. And I don't think that was ever going to happen because here I am more than two years on and I still don't want to gain weight. I'm doing it, but I don't want to do it. And I think I had this idea in my head that to feel ready for recovery meant I was happy about everything recovery was going to entail and that was completely unrealistic. I honestly have no idea why I thought that was the case because nobody had ever told me I had to be happy at the thought of gaining weight. It's just the way that my brain was thinking. I wasn't sectioned and that meant I could have left hospital pretty much at any time that I wanted to. When I went in, I wanted that to be my last hospital admission for an eating disorder. And that meant I really wanted it to work. Now, I'm not saying I went in thinking, yep, I'm ready, bring on the food, guys. No, I did not want to gain weight. I was still terrified. The difference is I was prepared to do it. I knew it had to happen. And I was just going to have to grit my teeth and get on with it. And I knew it was going to be horrible and I was going to feel awful. But there was no two ways about it. If I wanted to get better, I was just going to have to gain weight. Because I couldn't have recovery without weight gain. I actually think that weight gain and eating more are, in air quotes again, the easy part of recovery because as we all know recovery is far from easy. I think the really difficult bit is learning new coping mechanisms to replace the eating disorder and also working on changing the thought processes that have led to these eating disordered behaviours developing. Anyone can be admitted to hospital given adequate nourishment and get their weight up to a level where it is safe for them to return to the community. But if they haven't done any work on changing their mental approach and the way in which they think, react and behave, how can anyone expect them to actually recover? Because yes, Physically, they may be better or better than they were, but mentally, they are very likely pretty much every bit as unwell as the day they were admitted to hospital. I want to make it very clear, I am not judging anybody for being treatment resistant. I am not judging anybody who doesn't want to recover It doesn't mean somebody wants to have an eating disorder just because they are not yet in a frame of mind where they are ready to take on that particular battle. An eating disorder serves a purpose. It gives the person something they feel they are missing. And in some cases, the eating disorder can be the thing that is enabling that person to keep surviving and keep going with life and to lose that security blanket is utterly terrifying I'm of the opinion that having an eating disorder is not a choice but whether or not we recover is there may well be people out there in fact I'm sure there are people out there that will disagree with me on this and that is absolutely fine The truth is, we have to save ourselves. Nobody can do it for us. You can throw all the hospital treatment, all the therapy, all the medication you want at somebody, but if that person isn't ready to engage in recovery for whatever reason, it's never going to succeed. You may be listening to this and thinking, all right, Kaz. You went into hospital with the mindset that you were going to work with the team there and really try for recovery. So why didn't it work? And that would be an excellent question. It would be very easy for me to sit here and say, it's because of lockdown. Lockdown did mean that the therapies that would normally be in place didn't happen. There were no visits from friends or family and no trips out of the hospital. But that in itself is not enough to derail recovery. There are other clients who were in there at the same time I was, and they have managed to get themselves to a much better, much stronger place. And that was despite the pandemic throwing one heck of a massive spanner in the works. I could also blame it on the fact that the pandemic meant that there was no outpatient support programme in place when I did discharge myself. But again, that is not a valid reason as to why my recovery stalled. I knew what I was coming home to. I knew there wouldn't be the outpatient support that there would have been pre-pandemic. And I still made that decision to discharge myself and come home. If I could go back in time, would I still make that same decision? Honestly, I just don't know. I don't know how things might have panned out had I stayed in hospital longer this is the situation I find myself in and I'm not going to dwell on what ifs. I'm trying very much to focus on the here and now and the future. The reason I believe that I have not yet recovered is that I allowed the lack of therapy and lack of visits to Impact my motivation. And I also think premenstrual dysphoric disorder played a significant part in that. But I allowed those things to derail me from my ultimate goal, which was to recover. I went into hospital not wanting to come out fully recovered, but to come out in a position where I was physically and mentally well enough to continue the recovery process at home. And for me, that meant being in a secure, regular eating pattern and not feeling that I needed to engage in any compensatory behaviours. Now, it's possible that a longer stay in hospital would have cemented in place the changes that I had made I'll never know, but when I came home instead of pushing on with recovery, I allowed some of my old thought patterns and behavior as well. I say my old thought patterns they hadn't changed that much because there wasn't really the opportunity to do the neural rewiring that I believe is necessary, certainly for me to lead a life without an eating disorder in it. There are certain behaviours I was engaging in before I went into hospital that I didn't do when I was in there. I could have done them if I'd gone to an awful lot of effort to be sneaky and deceitful and that's not what I went into hospital for so I didn't engage in those behaviours. However, I didn't learn how to stop myself feeling like I wanted to engage in them. And so when I came out and I came home and I was all by myself, it was very, very easy for me to give in to those urges And after I'd given in the first time, it's almost as though it restored the habit in my brain. I did have the option of moving in with my parents during the strict lockdown period, but I chose to come back to my place where I knew I would be alone. The reason that I did that is because I feel my parents are too emotionally invested in me and it could have damaged our relationship if they had been trying to act as carers in effect. One of the huge benefits I see in having professional support is that these are people who are firstly trained usually, hopefully, to deal with people who have eating disorders and potentially other mental health conditions and they are not emotionally attached to the people they are supporting. They have that professional detachment and I think when it comes to eating disorder recovery that is a very very important thing to have. So I found myself back at home on my own. And whilst I tried to maintain the progress I'd made in hospital, it doesn't replicate real life. I had to go out and get my food. I had to prepare it myself. I didn't have people around 24-7 to make sure I wasn't engaging in potentially destructive or negative or harmful behaviours and I hadn't learned to change the way I think and act and behave. Now I didn't come out and undo all the benefit of those seven weeks. I didn't lose any of the weight I had gained and since then I have gained a significant amount more. Some of my behaviours did creep back in, but not to the extent that they were before I went in to hospital. So I have had some benefit from my time there and I am very, very grateful because if I had come out and undone everything, I would regret that. Because the seven weeks I had in there were tough. I know that films and books can make staying in an EDU seem like one giant sleepover. Only if it's the sleepover from hell. I don't think the majority of people want to be watched when they are in the bathroom. I don't think the majority of people want to be told when they eat, when they sleep, when they shower. There are a lot of rules and restrictions, and they are necessary. But if you've never been in hospital, that is a good thing, believe me. You do not want to be in hospital. However, if you need to go in in order to get better... Take that opportunity if it is offered to you. I did not want to go into hospital at any point, but I knew I needed to, or at least I thought I needed to. And those two things may both be true. There are very few, if any, people who would look forward to going into hospital to have an operation They may be terrified and not want to do it, but they know that they need to do it in order to get better, to prolong their life or have a better quality of life. And it's exactly the same with eating disorder recovery. I used to think, and to a certain extent still do, in my darkest, lowest moments, what reason do I have to recover? I'm never going to achieve the things I want, fall in love, get married, have kids, have a career. Who'd want me? It's never going to happen. Why should I put myself through the torture and difficulty of recovery if, at the end of it, I'm actually not really going to be much better off, if at all? My response to that would be, The only reason you need for recovery is to no longer want to have an eating disorder. If you've got some big goal in mind that really motivates you and works for you, that's fantastic. But if you don't, you don't need to have one. And if you have similar thoughts to the ones I mentioned, where the future is a bleak, hopeless void of despair... I would say the future is probably going to be pretty bleak if things stay the way they are now. You can at least give it a go and see if it does get any better. You may well find that things change as you go through recovery and there are points of hope and possibilities start to open up and become real in your mind in a way that they're not when you're in the grip of an eating disorder. It's really important to stay focused on doing what you need to do in order to recover even if you really, really don't feel like doing it. Your motivation to recover is going to ebb and flow. There are going to be days when you wake up and think, I just can't today. And that's okay, that's normal. But you have to get up and make yourself do it anyway. If you do have a few days or a few weeks where you just feel the thought of recovery and the things you need to do are just completely overwhelming and it's just too much, it doesn't mean that you're not ready to recover It just means your eating disorder is fighting back. And you're human, I hope. So you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. And sometimes things come along in life completely out with our control. That can just send us spinning completely off course. I mean, global pandemic, anyone? If something like this does happen... Difficult as it is, we have to try to not engage with the emotions we are feeling, but to stay focused on the logical, rational path. I want to recover. I am going to recover. I may be crying, screaming, throwing things internally or in reality. But I am going to do it anyway. I am going to feel uncomfortable. I am going to feel guilty. I am going to feel whatever negative things it is that your eating disorder causes you to feel. I am going to feel all that. And I'm going to remember, these feelings will pass. They are temporary it's not easy. It is anything but easy. But it is necessary if you want to have a better life, if you want to change the life you are living. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I succeed with this every single time. There are plenty of occasions where I fall at these hurdles, and I give in to my anorexic thoughts. I have found that over time, as I keep on trying, certain things have become easier for me to cope with. And that gives me hope to believe that I can keep on making positive changes. So, what is the answer to the question I posed at the beginning of this episode? How will I know when I feel ready for recovery. Whilst I think there probably are a few people who will have that lightning bolt moment of sudden realisation, for the majority of us, I think the answer is, you won't. You'll probably never feel ready for recovery. But please, don't let that hold you back. I truly believe anyone who wants to can Recover from an eating disorder. There are so many stories out there of people who have been severely underweight for a significant number of years and they have managed to turn things around. I don't think it matters how long you have been unwell or how severe your illness is. If you want to get better, you can do it. And people, should not be written off simply because they have been very ill for a very long time. Everyone who wants to recover, I believe, deserves the chance. There are so many people of my age and probably older and certainly younger who have so much they could contribute to society but they cannot get the help and support that they need in order to really go for that recovery and achieve their full potential. Do I believe that you can recover without any professional input? Absolutely. That brief period of recovery I talked about in episode one, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to yet, you should definitely go back and listen to. I achieved that with no professional support. I did that all by myself. There is no doubt having support and help can make the recovery process that bit easier. But if you're somebody desperate to recover and you cannot get support, please do not give up. Have faith in yourself, anyone who has a strong enough will to restrict And to follow the rules and regulations set by an eating disorder can turn that willpower around and use it to recover. If after listening to this, you're thinking, I'm really not sure if I'm ready for recovery or not. I would urge you to give it a go because honestly, what have you got to lose? If it doesn't work, you'll be in exactly the same position you are now. But who knows? You could win a prize far better than £2.75 on the lottery. I do plan to do an episode on just where to begin with recovery, because I think that is another thing that can be a big sticking point for people. Particularly if you're someone who is having to recover without any real kind of support, just trying to even figure out where on earth to begin can be totally overwhelming but that I will just have to save for another episode you've been listening to my chaotic mind with me Kaz please do rate share and subscribe to this podcast if you have enjoyed it you can follow me on Instagram at edpodcaz. That is C A Z. Please do feel free to send me a direct message on there if you want to. And I hope to see you back here soon for the next episode.